All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and we have a game that we can finally talk about. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Columbus Blue Jackets set to square off in Finland. Are these good for the NHL? Kyle and I will discuss that as well as preview the game between the Avs and the Blue Jackets and those Instagram questions that we didn't get to yesterday. We're going to do it today. That's why I'm wearing Star Wars, because there was a lot of Star Wars questions. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The offseason is over. We finally have hot. Oh, no, it's it's we're a month into the season. We just uh, have not had hockey for about a week. Uh, but we do today, and uh, we're going to talk all about that. Get excited because Avalanche back hockey is back. It seems like it hasn't been here forever. Uh, <laughs> but first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe to get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, we are finally going to be able to watch some Avalanche hockey. We'll get into the matchup in the next segment. But for this one, because we really haven't talked about what's going on in Finland really all week, uh, because it's kind of been been quiet. Yeah, if you're following the team and stuff like that on social media and things like that, you're seeing them. I mean, they just started practicing the other day. You're seeing them eat some, you know, uh, finished food and things like that. That's all fun and cool to see. But it's kind of been really all quiet for the most part as far as like content goes and what's going on over there. Um, and I got to ask, like, as as it, we're, we're here, like we finally have a game, two of them, and it's gone and the avalanche last game was six days ago right uh we're clo- closing in on a week yeah. i think so is this i think it's great first of all i think it's great that that because and i just did the the lockdown nhl uh show with adam thinker we kind of t- touched on this and we recorded that earlier and as like since we finished recording i'm thinking about it more and more about what him and i were talking about and i'm not saying like this isn't necessary i think I think it's great that the NHL does this because more than any other sport, they have the players from all around the globe and, you know, other sports do like basketball and things like that, but I think more so in the NHL. So it's cool for those players, especially, you know, your Patrick Lainez and Miko Rantanen's and Arturi Lekanen's to go back to their home country and play for them. This is when when they retire and they look back, they're like, that was, you know, a great moment for me. But when you're like a fan, like if you're not an Avalanche fan and you're not a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, do you just look at this as another game? Like, do you really care that it's being played in another country right now? Yeah, I think if you are one of those fan bases that do not have an allegiance, I think you treat this like San Jose and Nashville to open the season. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it I happened. Agree. It was cool. You wanted hockey, regulation hockey. Well, here you go. Nobody cared. And like, I think you're, you're, if you want to tune in, it's your tuning in because you either are a hockey fan and you just want to watch hockey, or, you know, you're a fan of those two teams. I, I can't, 
I don't know how many people actually tuned in because, oh, they're playing in another country. I'm going to tune in for that specific reason. And it's kind of similar with like the NFL and like going over to London for all these games. And, uh, you know, people are going to tune in because it's a football game. Are mm-hmm. they tuning in because it's it's being played out of the country? Sure. I'm sure there are people, but like all the other London games, I really didn't care. The Broncos just played one. I tuned in because it was the Broncos. And it was, <laughs> and it was a on a, a, and it was a win. And it was on really early morning for breakfast. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. I'm watching a, a a football game, you know, with my with my egos. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but for for this, it's like for football, you can get away with not having a game during the week because that's an NFL schedule. Yeah. You play one game a week. Is it necessary to to go with no games for these two teams for a week, pretty much, at the beginning of the season when things are just getting rolling? And now you're putting you're, you're basically giving them a bye week right now. I don't know. Like it's cool, and and I and I and I think it's great that the NHL does this. And I said this, to Adam. I think the good outweighs the bad on doing mm-hmm. things like this, but. Um, you know, like I said, if you're not a fan of either one of these teams, um, you, you might not just tune in just because it's being held in Finland. Yeah, this is one of those things that the NHL, the perfect way to fix this and or it was say fix. It's not broken. Right. You know, you know, these global games are inspiring new generations of like Finn hockey players that will say, I remember the day when I was eight and I got to see Miko Rantanen on ice oh, and it the inspired the me. To, yes. Huge, huge. It's, yeah. And you hear that a lot, like you, that was the story of like the Russian players that the the Red Wings had back in the day. Like those stories and those games mean a lot to the next generation. So this game alone is going to mean a lot to the next generation. But to the current NHL fans, this is one of those games you should have started the season with, like, well, like they did with with San Jose and, and Nashville. That should have been in Finland, and yeah, there yeah. would have, and you could have came back. You could have had three or four days and then resumed your season. That would have been a lot better. Just like plopped in the middle of your first month feels weird. Um, if and honestly, like look at the time, like noon, mountain time. Like <laughs> that's who the other wants, part of it. Uh, uh, let me call into work. Hello, boss. Yeah, I have to watch my team play the Blue Jackets in Finland. <laughs> that's the other part of it. And, and going back to football football's on a sunday yep you know what i mean so that's geared towards the you know the the average joe i guess you want to say that works the you know the the monday through friday like you have a lot of eyes on for for sunday morning um this is a a friday in the afternoon depending what coast you're living on um i I don't like saturday i think is going to have a lot more viewers than than the friday game but yeah, I think that that plays a, a role and it's not even being aired on ESPN or TNT. Like I, there's times where I like have to stay home from work because like my kids are sick or something like that. There is nothing on in yeah. daytime television. <laughs> uh, it's pretty it's pretty bare. So why why can't you throw these games on on, on a, you know, something like ESPN or TNT right now? And I, it's- I don't get it. It's defeating the purpose like ESPN and TNT ever since they've acquired the rights to the NHL. They've been marketing machines when it comes to 
giving you the stories and selling the game and really broadcasting its reach. And like NHL Network is, it's not something you get in your normal cable package. It's an, you have to, it's an add on. Mm -hmm. So NHL fans get NHL Network. This is not something that's lumped in like the NFL Network. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just kind of falling flat. Like it's, it's, it, like there's no there's no fanfare around it nothing like the you know the outdoor games or the winter classic or think something like that uh yeah it's just you have to go you have to go find this to you know if you it, there's people that uh say like uh you know the the avalanche and blue jackets playing each other tonight <clears throat> oh that's cool it's not like yeah. oh yeah that's the that's the game in finland you know what I mean? It's just, you have to remind them that not only are they playing each other, they're also, they're playing in another country. It's just, I, I feel like the, 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 the hoopla, there is none around it unless you no. are part of the fan bases. Like we are, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, and then on the way home, they have another like four days off after these games are over, right? Cause it's Friday, Saturday. And then I think they don't play until Wednesday. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. So you got Sunday, Monday, uh, Tuesday off. So you got you know another handful of days off. I, I like, and I don't, I don't want to sound like because I live in the United States, like I don't want these games. Like I think it's a good idea. I just think they need to, like you were saying, like do it in the beginning of the season. Do it first thing in the season. That was fine. What they did with, well, I, I don't, it wasn't fine what they did with the Predators and the Sharks because you followed that up with more preseason games, which made no sense to me. But you can do this stuff. I just don't get doing it in this fashion after a month into the season. What if you can't do it at the beginning of the season? This is what you need to do with your All Star game. Get rid of it. No, no, <laughs> stop, stop yeah. that. No, take the All Star game and make it go international. Like take it to different locations around the world. Like, and that's the the rest of the league week off. They could do whatever. You could get more of those like content days where everybody's doing goofy little Instagram posts, but your all-stars go to, that's a great idea. Like Canada I, and they get, you get the content there really hype up the game in those international markets. And you get to see the best of the best. Mm. Like, I feel like that could also be a really effective tool because that, I mean, who would say like, like the people of Finland, who would they rather see? Exactly. Would they rather see the Avalanche versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, or would they rather see an NHL All Star game? Yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, that the logistics of that would probably be a massive undertaking to get all those guys to agree to travel that far. But um, the competitions are—they already scale back on the competition. It's just basically a friendly matchup, an expert, an exhibition of the game. Yeah. Like the, the game's brightest stars on the world's greatest stage. Like right. it sells itself. They just go out there, have a good time, like kiss babies, shake hands and hmm. come back and resume hockey the next week. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that. And cause one thing I said to Adam was what, what if you were the, the Boston Bruins who are just on fire right now yeah. and you're playing great, playing great, playing great. And then, you're not playing for six days yeah. like that would maybe take them out of the rhythm a little bit you know so um i don't know like i i know maybe we're piling on like the negative side of this but the positive is also very good because like i yeah. said the 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 amount of talent you get from however many countries are involved with the nhl 
it's good to, for you know for some players to go and that's what you're selling you're really yep. not selling the avalanche versus the blue jackets you're selling miko rantanen gets to go back to his country and play and patrick line does and arturi lekinen does but that's what you're really selling and my last point to it is that right there um especially coming through everything we did in the pandemic season the opportunity to finally get to play in front of your family that probably hasn't had a chance to watch you in a while like yeah up close that, sure you you get that chance to play in front of friends and family that you've been kind of cut off from for a while so uh, it's it there's a lot of benefits i know we're talking about the inconvenience to us as the fan not getting to see them for a while mm. but there's a lot of long-term benefits that can be made from this game as well sure definitely so Either way, uh, we're finally going to be able to watch an Avalanche game, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And then we'll also get to our Instagram questions, which we didn't get to the other day, uh, which we threw out every once in a while. We just throw that out there. Go, throw us mailbag uh, questions our way, and we'll answer as many as we can. But first, we are going to hear from BetOnline, BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season, which is well underway. You can find... All of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball's World Series, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, sir. Um, yeah, so finally we have some Colorado Avalanche hockey. Get excited about that. And, you know, put the, the Finland thing aside. Av's got to win some <clears throat> games. Yeah. And, and you know, maybe it's, it's not the matchup. And that's the other thing. Like, you're sending two teams over there that really have no, like, history together. So you really can't sell that either. But for the Avs, <laughs> what's that maybe, Duchesne thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but may, maybe for the Avs, like you're playing a team that is really struggling early in the season. So maybe this is coming along at the right time for the Avs to get a couple wins back in the win column, back to back. You win, like I don't want to split here. I I oh. don't. I I, oh. I want a two game play, two games, play your hearts out for two games, give the people of Finland a great show come back with four points and you are feeling so much better. Yeah. And Columbus is desperate right now. Um, with yeah. the acquisition of Johnny hockey, you thought this campaign would go a lot better than it is. And it's not. And the panic yeah. button is starting, you know, you're starting to hover your hand over the button. Like this is not working. This is not what we want. If this team manages to split these two games, it gives them renowned it gives them confidence coming back on that plane ride and the avalanche do not need to they came into uh finland off a loss and stewing they don't need to stew on the way back we got to get our mojo we got to get yeah. we got to get our swagger back um yeah i mean I, it was a shocker when Goudreau decided to go to columbus i, I don't believe that's where he initially wanted to i think you want to go to you were here in jersey uh you were here in east coast and that's you know more or less where he ended up um but i don't think people were like oh my god like columbus has johnny gaudreau they are now pushing for a playoff spot i think you know you're, you're going to be a little bit better 
when you have someone like him on the team and he's he's gonna pose a problem for the for the Avs. When he's not on the ice, though, you got to take advantage of this team. And I know yeah. that that the Avs are struggling on their bottom line, but still, like as much as the Avalanche are struggling on those those bottom six, like this could be a game for them that picks them up because they really should just have their way with Columbus. They're struggling. I think they're the worst team in the league uh, of of goals against. I think they're like over four. I could be wrong on that, but I, I think no. I think they're. They're over four goals a game. Um, we're going money puck here, but the, 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 more or less, people are scoring at will against yep. Columbus. And the Avalanche are, we know what they can do offensively. They got to, I think having so many days off, you're, you're going to have a, probably a few shifts to get back into the flow of again. That's just the reality of it. That should go away so quickly. And, and the Avs really should just jump on this team as quickly as possible. And it's one of those that once you start scoring and if you can really separate yourself, like really get scoring and make it fun and really fire up the team, it'll trickle down. And then you could get that bottom six going and you can get some confidence instilled in them. And maybe you can see the minutes expand and then they could build on it in the next game and then win 10 nothing and come back. Mm-hmm. And then the avalanche could finally start cooking and putting stuff together. This is a team that matches up well where the Avalanche can do that. They just have to do it. And that's the same thing we've been asking all season from this Avalanche team. Yeah. And you just look at Columbus and just nothing really is is going well for them. You know, their uh, expected goals is 43, 44%, which is on the low end. Um, Their goal differential, they've scored 26 and they've given up 44. That's differential of uh, negative 18 which is tied for worst in the league with Anaheim. So they're going to give you opportunities just left and right. Their goaltending is struggling. You look at just the stats, and even even Goudreau, who through 10 games has five goals and three assists. So he's you know just shy of a point per game. So he's got eight points total. He's a, he's a minus one. Um, you just go up and down this roster, and there's only a handful of guys. I say handful, I'm talking about two <laughs> that are a plus and they're plus one yeah and like uh kent johnson is one who's who's more or less a rookie and um who's the other one i think it's uh boon Gen- no boon jenner's a negative like all these guys are negative warinsky's a, a minus five uh jacob forjek's minus seven so they're just they're just a struggling team. There's no way around it, and and they're going to give you opportunity. Is it that, yeah, Avalanche have to sweep these two. They just have to. They have to. I mean, if we just saw Erod net two goals the other night, and let's just say he carries an extra point, he leaves that night with three points, that would put him 10th on the Columbus Blue Jackets for points. Hmm. That's how bad this team is struggling. <laughs> From the, just that one point. <laughs> One game performance from Erod, like it's <laughs> it's 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 bad. Yeah. It's really bad. And like we, you were talking about Johnny Hockey. He's got eight points to lead the team, and that's just not enough. Like you can't get a team fired up. And like the minutes are also kind of out of whack for this team. Nothing's really going right, and they 
everything we talk about the avalanche this is this is the example of a nothing going right without the advantage of that top line like colorado has yeah yeah you, you just i'm trying to look at uh well line has been out for a while so he he's only played four games um so you haven't really seen what he can do yet uh boone jenner who i, I really like yeah um just hasn't got going he hasn't so it's it's a struggle for this team so um it's not like they were riding into this break playing well i think they got blown out by the devils um i think it was like seven to one and yeah. i think you mentioned it on, on the show after like they had a closed door meeting with the thing so i i think this is a team for the future and yeah. you have a really good one in goudreau um but overall, the Avalanche are such a better team right now, and they need to go out and prove it. You go and put, if you're going to put on a show for the people of Finland, go ahead and put on a show. And throw up a touchdown on on the scoreboard for both games. That and especially fun. with the caliber of goalie play that Columbus is getting now, this game is primed for that. I mean, you get to see how like Elvis's game has stepped down. The same season, mm. we get to watch Jordan Bennington's game step down a little bit. So. This is the perfect time to like take advantage of like name goalies. Like Elvis was a household name, and now he's sitting on like eight ninety four save percentage. He's worse than that. Is it <laughs> worse than eight ninety four? He's eight sixty four right now. Yeah, he's given up four point seven five goals against a game. He's got um, two wins. Yeah, but so you know both of them. Um, Tarasov's got an 8.93 save percent. So neither one of them are over uh, 90% save percentage. And he's given up 3.57. So you can't go out there and, and beat this team one to nothing. Can't oh, no, it. no. Yeah, so there they're, should they're be no up, close games. Yeah, they're giving up three and a half and almost five. Almost five goals per game Elvis is giving up. So take advantage. Take advantage early. Just put them behind early. Get up three to nothing. Don't blow it like you did with the Islander game and just keep the keep the foot on it. You have to. You yeah. have to. So <clears throat> I think they'll do it. You know, we don't know if um Nachuskin's gonna be he's there, obviously. But Jared Bednar did a uh press conference where he said he he it was odd because he said he was getting better, but he felt like in practice he didn't look as good, maybe like took a little bit step back. So I don't know. Maybe he won't play the first game and we'll play the second. Maybe he plays both. Maybe he plays neither. I don't know. So we don't know about that. Um, we know Gabe Lannisog is not going to be there. But he is there wearing shorts, throwing pucks around from the bench. You can't keep that dude away from the ice. He's <laughs> the most pretty... active and active player I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> I know. And it was great because they did the, the team pitcher. Um, and I, I, usually you always see the captain front and center. But because he was wearing the shorts, he had the jersey on. He was back row. Uh, it, was, it was funny to see him there, though. So um, we'll see what happens. He's the only one, and he did say Darren Helm, no timetable on him. Yeah, I think so. I think we could just stop bringing shelve, his name up for a while. Both. Well, we know what's going on with Landis Gog, but the, I wouldn't get your hopes up with uh, Darren Helm anytime soon. So focus is on val right now and getting him back he's the first one to come back hopefully tonight all right let's hear from simply safe and then we got some of our uh, instagram questions to get to so did you know that over the holidays property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally 
That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award-winning security system so that the so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. You can order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. I don't know about you, Kyle, but uh, do a lot of Amazon shopping around the holidays. I mean, all throughout the year, but more Online so. shopping is a plus, yes. Uh, I like going to the malls for the Christmas season. I'll go. I don't even have to buy anything. I just like the ambiance and stuff. But the buying part, it, yeah, a lot of it's Amazon. So a lot of packages are coming to the houses. Uh, Simply Safe is the way to go. They will monitor your house twenty four seven. You never have to worry. It's a twenty four seven professional monitoring service. It costs less than a dollar a day. It's less than half the price of ATD's traditional professionally installed system. And with top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust system settings. So don't miss your chance to say big. On the only security system that we recommend, you get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we got questions from our friends over at Instagram, and uh, I kind of threw it up as, um, you know, ask us avalanche questions or if you want to throw some star wars stuff in there which is why i'm wearing the star wars hoodie today uh and a lot of people did throw some star wars and oh yes right underneath you got it too there we go uh but i will start with a a you know there are hockey questions we're gonna ask those too um and uh brandon asks have our season predictions changed any and I answered that as like, not for the avalanche. My, my, my prediction for the avalanche have st- stood the same, I'm not changing them after a month, but for other teams, have they? And I don't know, like it, that's a good question because it's, it's a little bit early in the season to be like, yeah, I'm totally sold on this thing. I'm totally sold on the devils, uh, totally sold on the sabers. So I don't know, like m- maybe ask me that question in another month and I can give you a more concrete answer. But my, you know, when we did our picks and stuff like that, I'm not changing my picks right now a month into the season. Have teams impressed me? Absolutely. But am I changing things? Not right now. For those keeping score at home that really wanted to laugh at me, boy, I look like a genius now with my devils and Kraken pick, eh? However, (laughs) you did put Columbus in the uh, playoffs as well. So (laughs) two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) That's true. Um, but I do, I think, um, and 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 on both sides, we should talk about that because we, a lot of us are saying like, Oh, Avalanche should win the division. And then who's in second. A lot of people put in St. Louis out there. St. Louis looks horrid. And a lot of us had, uh, Toronto going all the way. And that team doesn't even look like they're going to be the same at trade deadline. No, but, uh, you know, I want to say like what Toronto's going through is similar to what the Avalanche are going through right now. Nobody's giving up on the Avalanche. Everybody's like, oh, they'll turn it. This is how they started last year. They got a good team. Toronto's in the same boat. They're not, they're not at the bottom of the standings. They're holding their head above water. And I think they're talented enough to continue that or to con- think get, continue to get better. The difference is Colorado continually climbed and climbed all the way to the top of the mountain. Toronto has been hitting their head against the same wall for a long time. And that team's starting to believe that's its identity. That's the problem. Yeah. If, if yeah. it really is getting into their head and you start hearing the chirping about, you know, Sheldon Keefe on job on the line, 
Um, that's the stuff that you have to try to tune out. If you can't, yeah, you, you just start start seeing some cracks. Yep. I don't know. Uh, who's the biggest? This is from uh, Birdie Arse, I believe is how you say it. Uh, who is the biggest surprise in terms of over and underperforming for the Avalanche? Uh, I'm shocked at JT Comfer underperforming. Mm-hmm. Erod overperforming. Uh, I think the easy ones for underperforming, yeah. Uh, I even even throw a new hook in there. Not that we didn't really know what we were expecting, but I don't think it was one goal at this stage in the game. So I think uh, he's underperformed and overperformed, and it's in a good way. Is Valnachuskin? He's overperforming. Yeah, true. That's very true. You know, you, you could very ask this true. question last year, and we would have put Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri overperformed last year. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. Uh, he's capable of. of doing this but as far as overperforming yeah i think uh i'd have to put put nachuskin in there and erod he's starting to come along obviously so hopefully he can continue to uh overperform it's only going to help the avalanche i'm trying to think if there's anybody else who's like overperform i don't know i think that's really everybody else is kind of i I really thought that it would take uh erod a lot longer to do what he's doing now it like longer into the season you think multiple like multiple point games, like mm. stringing them together, being a, a offensive threat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grant Foster asks, "Do you think there's a lack of leadership on those depth lines?" Um, yes and think, no. Yeah, like I don't know if there's no like like divide between. Well, you're the leader of the bottom six, and you know Nathan McKinnon is leader of the top. Is it, you know, there's just. I, but I get what I get how he's asking. Like when you're out on the ice. Yeah. Um, is there anybody that's really like kind of like taking a leadership role? And how I answered him was like, well, Cagliano, you would think would be that guy. And I'm not saying he's not doing that. Um, I, I think there's always nobody's like giving up trying to like motivate these guys out on the ice. It's just the production. You're not getting the results. So I don't yeah, think it, that I don't think it's uh, for a lack of someone, especially like in his position. Um, I don't know if Comfer is really that rah-rah guy. Um, but Logan O'Connor seems to be a little bit like uh, could get people like up and at him. But um, no, I don't think it's for a lack of effort of, of trying to be a leader. It's just you're not getting the, the end result. Yeah, the team's not whole. Everybody's playing a role they're not supposed to. In the words of Dante from the Clerks, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, which as player takes care of Grogu? Frankie. See, he's, I said, I said, your give. Well, he's got that. Frankie's got that just naturally like sweet, adorable personality. That's true. So you want somebody, but you, but do you want somebody that with the sweet, adorable personality? Because there's going to be peril along the way. He's on the bench. And, it's a lot safer than between the pipes where your give is. <laughs> so you can hide him, like stuff him <laughs> under the bench or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I put I put your give on there. I think I said something to the effect that like it'd just be fun to say. Uh, Georgiev, the protector of Grogu. Over and over <laughs> yeah. Um, that's where, where was the other one? I had one here. Oh, which meant which Avalanche team member would win in a pod race? Ooh, a pod race. Sammy G. He's light. That's what I said, too. Really? That's exactly what I said. Sammy G. Um, Nick yeah. asked that, by the way. Our good buddy, Nick. Ah, uh, good old that. Nick. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I said. You need to be light and nimble. And that is, uh, I mean, Sam, Sammy G and young Anakin are about the same size, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
this is pod racing. <laughs> uh, who is the Avalanche Sith Lord and Jedi Grand Master? Ooh. See, for Sith Lord, I said Nachuskin, just because he's he has that confidence about him. Or I can just see him just like hanging, you know, just talking to like Luke or something like that. I'd be like, dude, just come over to this side. Like just so calm, cool, collected. Cause that's what you need in like, you know, the the uh, a Sith Lord. Um Nathan I just feel McKinnon. like he, see the anger he, like, gets to him. But that uh, yeah, McKinnon could be he's, he's a Sith. Luke. He's he's yeah. Anakin episode three. Or Anakin, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's could Anakin be. episode three. Yeah. And like Kale McCarr is your your grandmaster Jedi. I well, I said I said Joe Sackick. I went back further. Ah, uh, oh, he's, the, he's pulling he's calling the yeah, shots right now. He's Obi Wan. Yeah, exactly. Um, and let's see. So there was one last one I was going to bring up. Oh, uh, as fan nine seventy. In your honest opinion, what is the worst Star Wars episode, and why is it Revenge of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith is fantastic, if you ask me. Um. You just got that culmination at the end of everything that you've watched in episode four, five, and six for years, and you saw how it all panned out at the end of episode three. I absolutely love Revenge of the Sith. I want to say one. One was cool because it was like the first Star Wars movie in, in so long, and you just you were just enamored by it. Um, totally, it doesn't match up with two and three. It's two different. It got too serious, and three was what we all wanted Two, I, I and how I answered I mean, like I, I wasn't like two is is a great story if you're just looking at the story it's great um the acting just pulled me out of two yeah. so bad i'm not really saying bad. it was that much better in three but two it was just it was, it was kind of there were so many cringeworthy moments in two yeah uh, it, but i get it, like one one is like that fun camp it's like almost like a kid movie it really is and people want to say Jar Jar ruined it. Jar Jar didn't. Ruin it. Jar Jar and midichlorians, the things that really, really Just, got me. Yeah, no. So I don't know. Like we've done it before, where we've ranked our our Star Wars movies. Maybe we need to revisit that, especially everything on it. People were asking uh, about Andor. I have not started Andor yet. I haven't. Started. It is the greatest thing you like Star it. Wars has put yeah. out in so long. Well, I I'm I'm almost done with uh, the Lord of the Rings, which is phenomenal i absolutely love it and maybe it's rubbing some people the wrong way i think it's fantastic but andor i'm on the last episode of uh, lord of the rings and then um andor is, is uh, on the queue it will change your life <laughs> i'm not even kidding it all is right so good. those are those are big words so all right uh that's gonna wrap it up for today everybody uh i don't know if you took the day off or what you did or how you're gonna watch but um we got some avalanche hockey and um pretty much bright and early yeah. no matter where you live it's gonna be bright and early so that'll be fun um uh, so kyle and i will be back I don't, we may do an episode tomorrow i'm not 100 percent sure we'll see how the night goes if not uh we'll be back on on monday so one way or another we'll see you guys relatively soon uh, but it's gonna wrap it up for today thank you for making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. And we'll see you guys soon. Go, Abs, go.